0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dream Again. I thought it was kind of funny because I listened to the last podcast after I recorded it and I kind of (laughs) chuckled because I thought for sure, with how little my mouth could move, with the pain that I was in, and with how quiet I was speaking, but with the phone really close to my mouth, (laughs) I thought for sure. I was going to sound like dead to the world. And when I went to go listen to it right before I podcasted it just to make sure that it worked, then I kind of laughed because I was like, oh my gosh. Like, no wonder why people have always seemed to have a hard time knowing when something's going on with me because even when I felt dead to the world, I was exhausted. When I recorded that, and I had that tooth thing acting out so bad, I still sound like I'm on top of the world, feeling on top of the world. (laughs) I just thought I'd share that. That's hilarious. Anyway, welcome to today's session. I'm still feeling a little dead to the world, but for different reasons. I had a fascinating time trying to sleep with the heat last night but I wanted to share experience with you. It was really cool because, okay, I'll just start here. Earlier on, I was feeling just really overwhelmed. You know how when you're tired, everything else gets amplified, right? And it's not that it necessarily, it doesn't take away from the significance of what you might be experiencing but it can definitely amplify it and and cause it to feel worse. Well, I was just feeling burnt out and run down and a few things were going on that kind of triggered me and I just kind of just felt overwhelmed, let's face it. I just felt overwhelmed. And I kind of almost felt like my house of cards had been blown down. I was just like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of the house. Like I've been staying in the house during the day because of the heat But at the same time, that can cause that feeling of like confinement in a way if if you don't get out, right? And I wanted to get out this morning, but I was working really early. Got up before five, and it was just like, so anyway, I got going with my day and just had all these different things go occur, and where I was just feeling blah, and I was like, I gotta get a house, and so I grabbed my keys grab my water bottle and my hat. And I just headed for this little forest. That's like, uh, an eighth of a block from my house. (laughs) It's like literally I step out (laughs) turn right (laughs) cross the street forest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so, so thankful. (laughs) And I'm really excited to share this podcast because for a few reasons, one of them is that I'm really starting to realize just how significant nature is. I mean, holy Hannah, it's not that I underestimated it before. I just didn't quite remember or realize just how potent of a healer it is, whether it's a beach, a forest, a combination, <laughs> whatever it is, even just when I was down in St. George several years ago and I. Up in the red rocks, or when I was in Zion National Park about five years ago, getting to just be not necessarily around trees or ocean, but just being around the beautiful stone and whatnot. There's just something so grounding about it, isn't there? How many of you love to just take to nature, especially, well, not especially, but when you want to have fun, when you enjoy yourself, but you know, especially when you're going through those tough times? well, I'm really starting to realize the significance of it more and more. Now I'm getting myself out of the house and able to connect with nature because for a really long, long time, when I was growing up in the prairies, I had a very hard time getting myself motivated to go outside. You know, I'd go to the gym. Sure. That was fun. (laughs) That was a blast, but I had a really hard time getting myself to go on a walk and to go on a walk outside. Um, because there just wasn't very much nature, and for this artist, artist and mermaid bear, fairy butterfly, it, it, for some reason I just kind of felt blah. Like there it, it just wasn't, I don't know, like it's almost like there just wasn't that feeling of life and color and groundedness around me. Unless I went down into the coolies and where there was more life, in which case that would be better, but during the summer times, it would get all brown down there and sure you'd still have the trees once you get to certain parts, but it still just felt very lifeless. And so it kind of, I just always felt unmotivated and I'm so, so grateful to be back in my little earth home here on the West coast. I'm so thankful. Oh, because what I found was today, just having this moment where I'm like, okay, I'm done. And, you know, I'm going to share something with you. I I realized this last year just how much anxiety I've, I've experienced in my life. And for multiple reasons, and I'm sure we'll cover that because that'll be a very exciting journey to cover. But especially this last year, I've really realized just how much anxiety I've carried with me and how much trauma and different things from my past that I've brought forward, um, situations, circumstances that I've been healing out of, like healing in my life in the last five years and situations, people, places, things that are no longer healthy, that have been parting um, as by natural means, as us both going our own ways and by my learning and growing, and they're going their own ways. So a lot of that anxiety is Departed in a way, but I, I I just really realized just how much I've ex- been experiencing, and when you when you realize something, then you can then it's your awareness, and now you can uh, I don't want to say deal with it. I really don't want to say deal with it because not everything that we realize is going to be something we have to deal with, right? Like, but when, when you, when you become aware of something, then you can, you're aware of it, you can approach it. You can, if something needs to be healed, you can heal it. If something, action needs to be taken, you can take action. If you, even if it's just like self-awareness so that you can give yourself a hug (laughs) or whatever it might be, then you can. And so when I realized that, about a year ago, then suddenly I was able to start taking inspired action to living my life in a way that would help me to, uh, to help myself. So I wouldn't have anxiety. Right. And to help me through those times of anxiety and to start identifying the causes and et cetera. So it's been a really exciting journey. Um, I won't get into all those details, yet. That'll be a different podcast for a different time. As far as what my anxiety has taught me. Ooh, good podcast. Thanks guys. Inspired that idea, didn't you? (laughs) There we go. What anxiety has taught me, what I've learned from anxiety. And so today I could tell I've lately, I've started being able to tell the triggers and What's going on? And the more I've been coming into a very loving, compassionate, respectful space, a very, very caring, nurturing world where I'm doing a lot of self love, self care practices, then, and then just really taking care of my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health and well being, then it's making it a lot easier to identify root causes of things and therefore be able to approach it from a mo- holistic perspective and what i mean by holistic is getting to the cause helping to heal it with love nutrition whatever else is needed and so to in in, in about a month and a half ago i had i was, talk- was talking with a counselor and and i mentioned you know like what was, what was something that was going on at the time and and she, in so many words she brought up the idea of paying attention to when you start to feel yourself feeling panicked or upset or frustrated, flustered, whatever it is. Whatever it is that you start to experience before you go into an anxiety attack or a panic attack or something like that and start to, to, to pay really close attention to those things and catch yourself at that point so that you can, you know, grab a teddy bear if you need to <laughs> and hold it tight, have a good cry, step out and treat yourself to a movie or a self date Go walk a beach, talk to a friend, have a shower, whatever self-care thing you might do. Have some banana ice cream with your, your nanas. <laughs> it's that Quick side note. I got this thing called a Yonanas years ago. It's like it is the most incredible revolutionary thing ever. Put frozen fruit in, you get sorbet, and you put bananas in, you get banana ice cream. Instantly. Who would have thought? <laughs> so today I identified that I was just feeling so tired and so bleh that, you know, cause we all have human moments, even the healers of the world, you darn right. The masters, we all know this, we're all conscious and aware of it and we're not ashamed of it. We're all learning, we're all growing, we're all having human moments and that's a beautiful and empowering thing. So when I realized my moment, I knew instantly if I stayed in house or kept going on the track I was going to, Be on that could lead into an anxiety attack or panic attack, which is pretty much almost the same thing. And so I was like, nope, (laughs) grab my stuff, head to the (laughs) forest. And honestly, I just wanted a good hug. Like, I there are moments where, oh, I wish my mother was here in person, she's here with me in spirit but there are moments I just wish she was here with me in person because do you ever just get that feeling where you just need a mom hug? And that's what was hitting me today. I was like, oh my gosh, I just need my mom. I just need a mom hug and I wish I had one. And so I went into the forest and when I went in there, I was just like, okay, I've got to do something. So a part of me just really wanted to go over to the nearest tree trunk and sit down and just burst out crying. But i had this feeling in my heart, keep walking along the path and it came on pretty strong in my heart. Keep walking along the path or something even better. So I kept walking and I just felt like, I felt like I was searching for something. I felt like I was searching for the perfect tree to connect with, (laughs) now for anybody who thinks that's quirky or weird you don't have I don't have to lose you yet don't worry but uh <laughs> there was a time I almost thought so too um but yeah I was just like I just need to connect with something with somebody something <laughs> and so I was like this tree mm. feeling in my heart nope so I kept going until it was like stop. And I had a feeling to look to my left and I looked and there was this tree and I had my heart before my mind processed anything. My heart was like, that's it. And so I put my hand on it. And then I kind of like walked around and I realized there was this perfect spot for my inner child and I to curl up on the, the floor of the forest and just sit next to that tree. And I I used to feel so embarrassed about this and to be honest, I still feel self-conscious about it because I'm really releasing all that old training. But the first thing I did, ripped off my hat, or I already took off my shoes at this point, that's right, because I walked barefoot in the forest. (laughs) I love it. Oh, feel so good. (laughs) You gotta watch out for the rocks and stuff, yes, but oh my gosh, you feel good. (laughs) And so put down my water bottle and I did something I learned. Now don't quote me on anything. Cause I don't quite remember all the details, but I had read something talking about, I believe it was Japan, something called tree therapy. And from my understanding of what the article was talking about, and from what I've been told about it, that it was tree therapy was this idea of going to a tree and when you're feeling stressed, anxiety, or you just need to relax, depressed, sad, any of those things, what you do is you take your forehead and you put it up against the tree trunk and then take both palms of your hands and put them to the side of your head or like you could put it to the side of your neck or whatever. And just, just stand there for about a minute or might've been a minute and a half, but anyway, around a minute, minute and a half. And I don't remember all the science behind why, but the gist of it is that it helps to really be able to ground you. Uh, I believe part of it was that it's, it attracts the mm, positive, positive ions. Okay. Negative, negative and positive ions. Yeah. Positive ions, which can cause you to feel really anxious, especially if you have like a lot of static, electricity charged in your body and stuff like that. And it'll help to ground that. It'll pull that from you. So I believe that's part of it. Um, and then it also st- stimulates uh, serotonin and dopamine in the brain and helps you to be able to feel relaxed and just creates a, a stress, uh, reliever and, and starts a relaxant in essence. It just gives that relaxant Thing. <laughs> Tri- tripping my words. <laughs> Thanks for praying with me. So yeah, I I did this and I just took a deep breath. And then I just knew I just needed to let myself cry. <laughs> and I've been healing a lot around shame within even myself about crying. Because even though I have been a beautifully, epically, amazing, incredibly sensitive soul all my life and I've cried a lot, <laughs> a lot. There's been a lot of shame around it and a lot of upset and judgment around it. And I've always taken other people's judgment and turned it in on myself 10 to a hundred times, you know, to quote, smarten up kind of thing. And ugh, if, ugh. Anyway, that's another cool podcast for another time. (laughs) Releasing the judgment. Thanks, guys. You're giving me so many ideas. I love it. So I was just like, I got to cast away the judgment here and I just need to connect. And what do I need right now? What does my inner child, if I were a kid right now with no fears that have been ingrained into me, social conditioning, bless all of its beautiful hearts, but if I were a kid, without any conditioning, what would my inner child do right now? And I just knew. And so I gave myself a precious gift and I did it. I sat in this really soft soil and I've got these short shorts on such a hot day out today. I've got these beautiful, beautiful shorts on and I just sat my tushret in the soil and I didn't really care if I got soil anywhere that I didn't want it to be because I just didn't care. I was just like, no, priorities here. <laughs> I, need, I need a friend. I need a cookie. I need a friend. I need a stuffed animal. And I need a mom hug. <laughs> and I need a tree. <laughs> so I sat down and I just put the back of my head because I felt it was so funny. If I were to put into words what I felt in my heart, it would have been feeling like, okay. The, you know what? This just might sound crazy. And I, I enjoy insanity. I enjoy every minute of insanity. I don't suffer from it at all. So I'm just going to say it. If the tree were to have talked to me, it would have said, come lean on me. Cast your fears aside. Cast your worries away. Talk to me. But the feeling in my heart was literally, I, I, I felt the energy of the tree, meaning you know, when you know how, when you're like on a sidewalk in the middle of nowhere that has a, a feeling, a sense to it, in essence, it's energy. Cause we're all made up of energy, but you know, a sense to it. Whereas when you're in the forest, you know, that really like earthy grounded feeling you get, and it's similar when you're ocean, but ocean has its own feel and its own sense to it, you know? So I like had this, I, I felt that sense of the tree. And the tree's presence. I don't know how else to put it into words. I'm just gonna say it like it comes out. Whatever. <laughs> Bless my beautiful heart and all of us being authentic. Booyah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm cast I'm 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 really growing through a lot of subconscious stuffs right now. So this is mmm. This is really good stuff. I'm really really excited. So I felt the presence of the tree and then I just had this feeling in my heart and the words kind of came to my heart. Come lean on me, and then I felt almost like a grandmotherly sense of like if all of a sudden a wonderful grandma or a wonderful mom were to give you a hug, that's what the feeling was, and so I lean (laughs) lean myself just on the back of the tree, and I start crying, and I just decided not to care about the fact that there was a car parked over nearby because I wasn't quite in the forest part yet that. You don't see the cars. Or that there was an open field to my left about my ten, eleven o'clock. And then my mm, seven to nine o'clock, there's a parking lot. And so people could have seen me. People could walk down the path. I mean, they could totally see me burst out crying. And this would have been very subconscious for me at one point. <laughs> but I just didn't care anymore. Because <laughs> you kind of get to a point sometimes in this life. Have your experiences where For me, it's the point of suffering when I'm getting to a point of suffering and I'm just like had enough and I'm just like fruit it. I I don't care anymore. It's not important. My subconsciousness, self-consciousness is not as important as my need to dot, dot, dot (laughs) and to heal, to be soothed, to do self-care, to, you know, take a leap of faith, bring joy and love into my life, whatever it is. So as I'm leaning against this tree, I just feel this, this wave of, I just really, honestly, I felt like my inner child was just breaking down because there have been, there's been a lot of change in the last five years and recently, and I can feel more coming, not just feel, but based on life events that are currently going on people I really care about kind of falling to the wayside because that's what happens on our path, right? As we're as we're growing, and we're in a human experience, whether we're growing and learning and being true to ourselves or not, people will come and go. And that has been a very difficult thing for me. And I think it can be depending on the society and how we're brought up that we're in. Because if we're not taught from the get-go that you know, people come and go and people are here for like kind of all of that saying people are here for a reason, a season and a lifetime, you know, if there's not a lot of, um, honoring or just love and understanding around that. And when we're surrounded by the idea that people that basically the, the equivalent of success in our lives, triumph, success is how long people stay. And if they leave, then there must be something wrong, something wrong with the situation with us, something we did wrong, you know? And so there's a lot of like people need to stay or else kind of a feel. At least that's what I got a lot growing up. And that can be really tough because then when you have people that go because you've grown apart because they've passed because whatever the reason there's too much toxicity abuse neglect whatever um are you just not jiving anymore right then that can be really difficult and and depending on how you're living your life that could be something that you use to turn in on yourself there's something wrong with me what i'm what am I doing wrong kind of thing? And you start to crumble your self-worth and question your self-worth. So I've done this with myself growing up and I've really been catching the last five years. And especially this last year has been such an awakening, the last like year to two years, a lot of growth. I'm so grateful, but yeah. So in this moment, I was just like experiencing this. My mind's totally going blank human moment. (laughs) Um, I was just experiencing this moment of it no ma- no longer mattered that that I was exposed and what people could think of me because I just needed so badly just to let my inner child just have a really good cry and so I did it is you know not crocodile tears they weren't hard snotty snobs, snotty snobs, <laughs> snotty snots. <laughs> but they were beautiful, my tears and my little snots. And uh, you know, I just, I just stayed so present in the moment. And a few times, I just put my hands into the earth and just let myself feel it, and I didn't try and push anything away. I just let myself process whatever needed to be processed. And then at one point it was really interesting because I looked over and I saw this person in their car who I thought had looked over or whatnot. And it was so interesting because as part of me, it came out of nowhere. It almost, it almost felt like, do you you ever, do you ever have a moment where you, you, you have someone, someone who's touched your heart? whether they're in spirit or in person, like whether they passed or still alive. And it's almost like they stay with you and and their words of wisdom can come to you in certain moments in its own form. Let me give you an example. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden this feeling of my grandma, who's still, who's still alive. She's just in Alberta there. And she comes, her essence comes through, and all of a sudden, I feel the words, and here almost like have this thought where it's just like that that man's really missing out on an opportunity. He sees a woman crying, a person crying, and what a beautiful opportunity it would be for someone to reach out and show kindness, to check on the person they see crying. And it was the most random thought. And I just almost kind of chuckled. But it it reminded me of a lot what she's taught me in this life about how a lot of times when we're going through tough times, we will look or when we see someone, we'll look the other way because we don't want to interfere. We don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable ourselves. We don't want to dot, dot, dot. And... What was very interesting is that it reminded me of how my, of my growing up, I would watch these movies based on, you know, various decades, whether it was the fifties or the forties or, you know, you much earlier times. And, and, I remember this, this feeling that these decades would give off. And I know it's the movies, but, um, at least certain decades, my grandma was able to verify that this was that the way things were too, that we knew our neighbor that we connected more with ourselves, with each other to some degree. And especially with each other, that if we saw somebody going through something, not that he did, because he might not have. And so it was kind of chuckled. Kind of like, oh, okay, I had the thought, but this precious thought. But when when we would see somebody who is downtrodden or going through a hard time, we wouldn't worry about whether or not they might not want us to approach them because they would tell us, but we would at least take a step and act of kindness and, and reach out. And it's like, Hey, are you okay? And, and people tell us like, that's one thing I'm learning because I myself have done this where I have wanted to avoid approaching someone because heaven forbid, I might make them uncomfortable, but then my heart and soul, especially as I've been learning to trust myself in the last five years, it's like, it's like something deeper and more innate inside of me just won't let me do it. Like, I mean, I have my agency, absolutely my free will, but it's like this part of me that's like, "Hun, if they don't want your help, they will let you know, but you are such a sweetheart and you have so much love to give. And it is kind. It is an act of kindness to reach out and at least put that out there. And we always have to use our discernment because there are times where something will be off. My gut will be like, nope, don't go there. And I trust my, my instincts completely now. I've been developing them, fine-tuning them in the last five years. <laughs> That'll be another fun podcast. What is the intuition? Is there science behind it? What's it all about? And how you can utilize your superpower to be able to get ready in the morning you know, you're going to be leaving. You don't necessarily know what bus or bus stop you're going to go to. And you can actually catch it just by listening to your gut saying, time to go. Don't hesitate. Go this way. Go to that bus stop. You go. And within seconds, your bus is coming. Yeah. True story. That'll be for another podcast. (laughs) And so I I thought it was really interesting. And I, I thought it was interesting because I had a near death experience where Oh, not near death desk experience. Sorry. I almost died <laughs> experience <laughs> where I didn't ask for help when I needed it. And I'll definitely get into this another time too, because I'm really excited to get to share these stories with you, but I didn't ask for help when help was there and I almost died. <laughs> and my grandma was the one that came through and said like uh, a week, a couple of weeks later when I told her about it, Diane, do you realize that you denied that person the opportunity, that beautiful, wonderful feeling that you get every time you've been able to help somebody to be able to go home to his family and be like, guess what, guess what I did? I helped save someone's life today. And not that that's what it's about, but you denied him that chance to be able to do for you what you love so much doing for others. Yeah, she's a, she's a wise, wise woman, I tell you. Our elders, they're so precious. Love them. Love them, love them. You don't always have to see eye to eye in this life, but I'm really starting to understand that they're, even even if we totally feel disconnected with, our, with certain elders, that there's always precious gemstones of wisdom we can learn from people. And uh, she's been big in my life like that so I'm sitting here in this forest. This occurs to me. I'm, I'm kind of experiencing these different dynamics, these different experiences, and it floods through my mind. It, this experience that I had when I was in the Edmonton airport coming back from Newfoundland a couple of years ago and uh, good old Newfoundland. Ooh, great place. I get it now why they call it the rock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> If you've ever been there, like if you've ever been to a place where you feel a very gentle feminine energy and another place that just has a very masculine energy, it's like a masculine feel to it, feminine feel to it. Yeah. I'm telling you, West Coast, Vancouver Island, and um, Newfoundland, they are like polar opposites. They are the feminine, the masculine. I'm telling you. Wowzers. (laughs) And even like some of the Hawaiian islands are like that. Feminine, feminine energy. There's just something, a gentleness, a softness, a mm, make you want to dance and twirl and sing feeling about them. And then, and Newfoundland is like this. Just oh man, beautiful, bold, warrior feel to it. But yeah, beautiful place. If you haven't been, when COVID <laughs> settles and you get a chance, I highly recommend it. It was amazing. But yeah, it's such such beauty. So I came back and I was in the airport. And all of this was coming through me as I'm sitting, crying these beautiful tears, processing. Just honestly, I just needed to let go of some of the hurt, right? And I just let go of some of the tiredness and all oh, over feelings, overwhelmness. And oh, I just needed to connect because let's face it, whether we've ever noticed or not, when we spend enough time with it amongst the trees, even if we don't have to hug them, although I do, <laughs> I am a certified tree hugger. <laughs> And I'm proud of it, babe. <laughs> Getting so much easier to admit that now. <laughs> we have got to be true to us. But whether you're a tree hugger or not, whether you just like to hike and you kind of pick up on that feel that there's something very special about the forest, there is something very special about the forest. So as I'm grounding myself and releasing these hurts and releasing these pains, I find myself... Just experiencing all these, I'm mm, going uh, call them quite epiphanies, but things popping through my mind, and I really wanted to share. And so, I'm in this Newfoundland airport, or sorry, Edmonton airport, from Newfoundland. And I'm eating my snack, and I'm super tired, and I'm just like, I just eaten a bunch of chips that I dipped in hummus or something. And it was so random because I put them down and my intuition, I had like a, about a minute later, my intuition was like, "Okay, now you're still hungry or not you're still hungry? You, you need some more food. Eat some more chips." And I was like having this moment with within myself. I'm like, "I'm not hungry. I just like I just I don't need any more food. I just ate a lot." I didn't need any more chips. And the feeling came again. Let's eat some more chips. I'm like, I I, I don't need any more chips. Like, I'm full. I'm feeling. Like, and then it came again, and I realized it was my intuition. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, intuition. I'll roll with it. I'm going to eat some more chips. Fuck. So I'm sitting on this bench looking outside where you can see the airplane's and because I reached down on the floor where i had set my bag of chips and grabbed them, I was able to see and therefore not just see, but tune into what I hadn't caught before. See, normally I would catch this stuff like crazy because I'm usually pretty observant. <laughs> I miss stuff sometimes, but you know, usually pretty observant but I was so hungry and so tired that I was in my own world. Like we get sometimes, but because of this bending over, grabbing the chips, look, see here, totally tune in. Now there's someone on the bench, someone who works at the airport who was crying. And I was like, "Holy crap? How did I not notice that before? And instantly, like, so my heart and soul automatically goes towards people because I I love you guys. I I love people. You guys are my soul brothers and sisters, my family. Like, no matter who you are, I I love life. I I feel like we're all connected and you deserve to be just as loved and like just as loved as I do. So we all do. And so there was that feeling, but then a thought came through And an insecurity. I'm just going to have a drink of water here. One second. Welcome to unedited podcast by Trayenne Serenity. 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 (laughs) This insecurity came up and it was like, oh, but she might not want me to approach her. She might not want me to approach her. That might be awkward. She might not want me to. And I knew what I needed to do. It's like sometimes we're in so much pain that we can, I, I've, I've witnessed this and experienced it where uh, we're <laughs> more on the receiving end because <laughs> I, I don't think I ever snap at anybody when they ask me if I need help because I really don't like snapping because I feel so bad afterwards. <laughs> but sometimes we're so much in our own pain and suffering that if someone talks to us when we're kind of in that dark and crazed world. Or uh, not crazed. mm -mm. Uh, sounds like a judgment. Let's say darkened, crazy world. Whatever is going on, it it can feel a lot. It can feel overwhelming, right? Then we can snap on someone if they try talking to us. Let alone asking us if we're okay or it's matter if we need help. And so there was letting security kind of coming up. Like she she could snap, she could snap at me. And I was like, I don't care. She can snap away if I start seeing fists flying for some random reason, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of there, but I knew instantly and I felt my heart and soul. Like there was nothing, there were no danger signs, warning signs. I always look out for stuff like that because my gut has never steered me wrong, but I felt like there was something going on. Um, I didn't, I haven't always found out what the result would be by choosing not to go there, but more than enough times I ended up finding out that if I would have, you know, Taken that, you know, taken that route or associated with that person or dot, dot, dot. Um, This or that could have happened or would have happened. And so I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going for it. (laughs) Go over there. I was just like, oh, calling in my guides, calling in whom I believe in. And just like, help me have the words. And so I just asked her, I don't quite remember word for word, but in a nutshell, just asked her. If she was okay. And she looked up. Oh my God! She looked up. With the saddest, most heartbreaking eyes ever. And I was just like, I know it's kind of random, but. And this was my grandma and my own spirit channeling together, I swear. Do you need a hug? And she was like, I had no idea what she was going to say. She could have been like. F off, screw off, or look at me like I was certifiably insane, which would have been okay too. I don't suffer from sanity, guys. I enjoy every second of it, okay? <laughs> I didn't know what her reaction was going to be, but I knew that I had to take that same love that my grandmother has shown me my whole life, my beautiful grandma butterfly angel of my life, And I'm gonna tell you a story based around what really inspired and ignited this moment. But I needed to ask her because sometimes, you guys, we just need a damn hug. (laughs) Sometimes we just need a hug. Sometimes we just need somebody to say hi, to say, to show. Without even without having to solve anything, do anything, just. Being present, that we matter, that we're not in this alone, that we're cared for, that we matter even to a stranger, to which is just a friend we haven't met yet, right? And so this woman, she looks up at me, and she's like nods, she's like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I did not expect that. She stands up, and it's it's so interesting because. I just felt like this person who the position that they were working in, I normally would have felt intimidated by intimidated by. I just, I don't know where that came from in my upbringing, but authoritative positions of any kind or certain types of positions. I was felt intimidated by the way, you know, a little scared, but here she is and she hugs me and I hold her and I I can't remember if I said it or if I just felt it, but it was just like. I think I might've said it. I was like, I'll just hold for as long as you need me to hold or, or I just thought it. So I did. And then she pulled back, sat back down, started crying. And I was like, you don't have to tell me what's going on, but you know, are you doing okay? And she said a couple of things like going through a bit of time and something else. And, And then I just kind of sat with her for a moment just let her have her beautiful cry. And I felt like, okay, it's time. You need to go and start heading towards your gate. But I knew, I just knew what I needed to do. I stood up again and I said, would you like one more hug before I leave? And she she really started crying and just like, yeah. And so she stands up and gives me this other hug. And it was so precious because it was really fascinating because this is all like, Happening very in a flash, in this moment that I'm sitting against this tree, and I I noticed a part of me that was just craving for someone who was in a healthy space, a loving presence, just a very safe space, secure space within themselves, and towards others. And I know with COVID, it's a little different right now, but. I observed this part of me that was just that would have just felt so good to have that be me on the other end of that hug by someone who could tell I just needed a hug and asked me if I wanted it. And I felt good about giving it and, and yeah, and receiving it. And I would have felt, I I observed this part of my heart that was like feeling how good it would feel even just to have someone come up to me and ask me if I was okay, that I wouldn't necessarily need to tell my story to, but just that connection. And so I'm really honored and very grateful for your tuning into this podcast today, because what I'm really realizing is that there's this part of me growing up that's always been like, let's bring back the, I was called at the fifties for some reason growing up. But I know it's not just the fifties, but that was the era that I was aware of, at least that we knew our neighbor more <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's funny. Cause the movie grease keeps popping in my brain right now for some reason, as I'm saying that, but I mean, the, I mean, is that even the fifties? Oh my gosh. Anyway, random. But you know, I remember a lot about my grandma's stories growing up and different things and just this feeling like we were more connected with each other and always wanting that, to bring that back. And my whole life I've lived and strived to live in a way that through my example, I'm bringing that back. I'm bringing back our heart connection because we all have it, but we've just created so much separation within ourselves. We're disconnected with ourselves, with each other. And because of it, we're suffering. I mean, if COVID-19 hasn't taught us anything is it not at the very least has it not really highlighted how darn good a hug feels (laughs) right (laughs) like something as simple as a hug as holding a hand without without it needing to be sexual although that's a beautiful thing too when it's consensual safe and whatnot but where are the days where we could we could hold each other's hands man woman didn't matter you know older younger it was a safe space because we weren't coming from any form of that ego mass ego self we were coming from a heart space and a soul space and we're coming from that beautiful loving higher consciousness that respectful compassionate kind space where we wanted the best for ourselves and we wanted the best for our neighbor, for each other. And so this was a really interesting moment for me to have and to experience now, get to share with you. Because there have been times where, even if it's not a handhold or a hug, although I'm really realizing how powerful those are, and I'm so grateful that I had a COVID buddy. Call, we call each other COVID buddy, or at least I call one that I got to give and receive hugs from. And this was a person that's like, yep, if it comes down to being quarantined, we're quarantined together kind of thing, you know, and this was someone they, they, that I got to have receive hugs through and give hugs to. And I know that we both have said it in so many words, but our connection through COVID has really helped us out a lot. And for me, speaking for me, those hugs, I feel like they helped save me in a way. Like there was a part of me, they helped save my life in a way, because not that I was ever in danger physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, I'm a total people person for crying out loud. I mean, I'm very introverted. It's kind of like a 50, 50 split here. But I, it's like I take a lot of introverted time and it's almost like to balance out how extroverted I am. But to all of a sudden be removed from people like that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I know what you're thinking. or have a pretty good idea. And and so it's, I'm really grateful to be able to share this with you. And, and I'm really hoping that we can find a way to come back to that connection where we connect with ourselves, start giving ourselves more compassion. Like we would a child or whomever, whatever I've said it before we treat with the most respect, compassion, kindness, love. You know, if, if, if we don't connect with people and we treat our car with the most dignity and respect and love and compassion, uh, kindness, care, tenderness, nurturing, or, our house or our job or our skateboard. I mean, I know it sounds might sound a little funny, but whatever it is that we connect with that we would give the most love to when we start, let, let us start to give that, like, learn and remember how to give that towards ourselves because it's like the whole first aid thing, airplane thing. It's, it's all the same thing. We have to take care of ourselves first in order to be able to take care of others. If a plane's going down, we're not going to be of any use to anybody else if we're passed out on floor because we didn't put our oxygen masks on first before we helped them put on theirs. In first aid, if anything is unsafe, I know that there is a bus full of people there, but if I cannot get to them because there is a live electrical wire and there is puddles of water surrounding, especially if there's puddles of water surrounding, or whatever, what good am I to them if I am dead, if I'm being electrocuted? I know I want to help them with all my heart and soul, but if I am not caring for me, how can I care for them? And lifeguarding, same thing. If the waters are dangerous, too dangerous, you're going to have two people drown, not just one. So it's it's never an easy call, but really, I'm really grateful because this moment in the forest, even though I didn't have somebody else to come to me, because that's not a condition I place on my life, although it is a gracious thing I accept when it's available in my world, when there is someone I can hug and hold. I'm learning to really be that caregiver for myself, that mother, that father, that embrace my inner child, be the kid who needs to sit on the ground and cry. I curled up against that tree right at the end there. I just, I felt the intensity of how things were last week, especially with my tooth and just with certain things, kind of just unfolding my life and beautiful things, honorable things that are just certain things are wrapping up and it's time to part and other things are shifting. And sometimes I can feel intense, right? But I just, I, I just needed to, to, to release that energy intensity that energy and I just needed to feel as good as a really good nap but I've been having a hard time getting some good solid sleeps today it's between the heat and just um you know just whatever There was a moment that I really got to be able to feel quite relaxed, but I just needed some more and grounding. And so I will, I just, I didn't, I just, I just, I was just like, yeah, okay. Inner child, you win. I love you. This is my way. I'm going to show my love for you. And, um, let's do this. And so this 32 year old, very happily and gratefully and a bit self-consciously, but determined to be the loving person that I needed enough that I was able to overcome that, (laughs) Or, mm. I wouldn't say overcome it. It was still present, but move beyond it. And I curled up on my left-hand side, and I found a semi-comfortable position. And I leaned my head against the trunk, and I just closed my eyes. And I could tell someone had pulled up and was watching me. And I was like, thought crossed my mind on several occasions. Wonder how weird this looks like. Wonder if they think that I'm like. Living in the forest. <laughs> Maybe they think I'm homeless. <laughs> that there's anything wrong or disrespectful with homelessness at all. I don't want to give that impression. But I, you know, these were the thoughts that were coming through my mind. And like, I wonder if they're like, oh, we can't go through the forest. There's somebody come. Maybe they're drugged up or something. <laughs> you know, like all these thoughts were coming across my mind. And I'm like, that's okay. They can ask me. If someone feels weird about it. They can ask me. I'll tell them the truth. I'm connecting. I'm relaxing. I'll tell them I am had a tough day. If I feel inspired, I'll tell them it was a tough day. Just relax with nature. If I feel inspired, like, you know how people lay on the beaches? Well, I'm laying in the ocean, or laying in the ocean, laying in the forest. (laughs) So this is what I did. And I felt so much better. Doing that and I'm really honored and grateful for that. And I'm really honored and grateful for for the person I am and want to be and in in really wanting to to bring love back. I've heard so many times we are now in the decade of the love revolution where we're coming back to interconnectedness, to interdependence rather than dependence, codependence, stuff like that. We're coming into interdependence because let's face it, when there is safe, loving, respectful, caring, compassionate, kind interaction, human interaction is one of the most precious gifts that we have it is a gift that we can give to ourselves which is a gift we will then carry for our whole lives and no matter who is or is not in our lives we will always have that incredible amazing gift of extreme love and self-care that we always get to have it's like getting to be your own best friend learning to be your own best friend (laughs) what a great win-win package deal there hey Think about it. All this time we spend looking for a BFF like I did. I spent decades looking for a BFF. And then I realized, wait a second. Why the heck am I my own worst enemy? I am in my head 24-7. I am going to be, excuse the French, but I'm going to be damned if I spend the rest of my life being my own worst enemy and worst critic. A lot of that I'm still healing. And I honor that. But I just got to this point where I was fed up. It's my fiery inner anna green cables coming out that i channel <laughs> she really helps me to stand my ground with myself sometimes it's like i'm damned if i spend the rest of my life being my own worst enemy i'm in my head 24 7 i'm driving myself crazy why don't i learn to be my own best friend instead Whew. there is a power we can cultivate i tell you you want fun and be your own best friend. I'm telling you, it might sound quirky. It might sound weird, but you'll never have a dull moment. I tell you, (laughs) you'll have relaxed moments. You'll have the most inner peace that you had. And I tell you everything that you ever thought you needed from other people. You will will realize you, you had to give to yourself along, but then you will also be in a position of giving more love because you'll know what it is to give all those beautiful things that you ever needed to yourself. And now the water pitchers filled, you have more water to give to other people who are thirsty, putting out their glasses and more of a premises to teach them how to go get their own water. But that's a side thing. We can get into that another podcast. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast again, just to remember everything I said to make sure we do podcasts. All right. I am getting a heads up of about a five minute countdown here. So I want to bring this about and say, but there is significance and beauty in our interconnectedness and in using our discernment. If we really feel off about a situation, don't go there. Trust your gut for crying out loud. Detectives do the best detectives and, and policemen and, and yada, yada, yada. We can go into this all day. Mothers who feel like they need to check on their kid and realize something's going on in their room and they trust their instinct and they found out. Yay. I trust my instinct. You know, like we we have these built-in GPSs for a reason. But this is such an amazing, incredible time and opportunity we have now to come away from this time, this pandemic, and now more than ever to become to get to know who we are, and become more connected with each other, and be able to move beyond our fear to be able to do self care, but also to be able to move beyond our fear. And start offering that smile to the stranger who looks like they can eat it, who to offer a juice box or a fruit bar or something to someone who looks hungry to offer our umbrella because, you know, it's a really handy brother. We really like that umbrella, but heaven forbid that person is drenched. And, you know, I might not have maybe a ton of money in my bank account, but I have enough to get another umbrella or whatever it is, right? Like just to be able to say hello, or are you okay? How are you doing? You look like you could use someone to talk to could you use a hug like you know again once we move beyond this i understand but with the hug thing but we're an incredible day and age you guys and i want to encourage you to be true to who you are but wouldn't it be nice if what is that john lennon song that keeps popping up in my brain over and over and over again imagine all the people living life this way so, like I, I heard it today and it if you haven't heard it i think it's called imagine it's a beautiful song imagine a time where where we feel Like we don't have to walk on eggshells anymore where we can laugh and and we trust more and we can just relax a lot more and we can have more fun because we're creating a society starting with us or again, we're building, we're healing and starting again with a really heart centered, loving space. We're remembering to honor our inner child, have fun be free. Do what we love. Be what we love. Who we love. We're remembering to love each other and to be respectful and kind. Again, caring, compassionate with each other. We're connecting more, and that's the life that we're creating. We have this opportunity, and it, all it takes is one step forward. And that used to that saying used to frustrate the heck out of me. I gotta tell you, because I was like, but what if I have to take a million steps? That's gonna take forever. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. <laughs> but now I realize hindsight's 2020. Oh my gosh. Is it ever? if I never started taking these steps forward, I would never be as far as I am, whether it's in the last month, the last two months that I've made a lot of progress forward advancement forward into who I want to be and what I want to be doing with my life. Whether it's the last two years, five years, whatever, it just takes one step And that's one more step than we took before. So I'll say that's pretty good. All right. I am sending you love and light nature. Let's not underestimate it. It's a beautiful power thing. Taking off the shoes, especially we can get out in nature, but I'm telling you, if you can find a safe space to just put your feet in the ground for at least 10 minutes is what they say for at least 10 minutes. Oh, I can feel so good. And I've had so many nights where I couldn't sleep. I just, walked on the grass for 10 minutes, Ugh, conked out like a light. So pretty cool. All right, my dears, I love you. Mahalo. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of dream again. Take care of yourselves and have an amazing rest of your day, wherever you're at.